It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Yo, folks, what's up? It's so bad it's good with Ryan. This is Ryan. This is your Wednesday episode. That means we have made it through halfway through the week. And this is going to be a Southern Charm recap today with a couple of pop culture stories. I got to tell you, I am tired as usual, and I just had to take notes on Southern Charm. And I got to tell you, for a, like a, what was it, like a 43-minute show, I think it took me 8 billion hours because... When you're dealing with children, like in the the men of Southern Charm, you guys, I mean, Leo DiCaprio is nothing on these guys. These guys are, it's like a bunch of Peter Pans, if Peter Pans weren't, you know, if like Peter Pan wasn't lovable in, in any sort of way, but Peter Pan was insanely rich and looked down on women. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. It's kind of that bad, actually. It was just so brutal to watch. I don't know if you guys felt that as well, but there's a there's a lot of stuff we're going to get into. But we got a couple breaking news stories today, and this, I don't think, uh, I think this has got to surprise everyone. You guys, Camelot has fallen once again. Leonardo DiCaprio has broken up with his uh current 25 year I does she even have a name is it or is it just 25 year old she just turned 25 year years old this year which is usually I mean the the joke is that that's the expiration date for Leo DiCaprio and I hate to like I hate when jokes actually come true but it truly it, her name's Cam- Camilla Morano, a beautiful, beautiful girl. They've been together four years, you guys. This is how old I am. I remember back in the day when Leo dated Giselle Boonchin. Like, someday, there needs to be a whole documentary on... Like, there could be a whole eight-season series. Each season was a new... Like, I, 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 I feel like I've known so many women through Leonardo DiCaprio. And so, Camilla, wherever you are, thank you for your service. Uh, Victoria's Secret models everywhere. Uh, I hope you're getting your resumes in order. Uh, Leo is, I guess, on the prowl again. Is there... Do we even... Who do we want to see Leo with? Is, is Leo still exciting to... I mean, you guys got to understand, and you guys listening know, like, the power Leonardo DiCaprio had around that Titanic era when everybody just, everybody still loves him, amazing actor, but that power he had at that time set him up for his entire career. And even though he tends to, I mean, the big joke on him is that he does date really 25 and younger, and once they get to 25, he breaks up with them, he's still able to be respected because he's not, like, he always wears that little page boy news hat, you know, like, always hides his face because he's obviously ashamed that he knows he's getting older and he's still dating the same. But, I mean, who do you, could you ever imagine, I was thinking about this, Leo DiCaprio with Kim Kardashian. Could that ever work? Would that ever be a thing? I think, I don't know. I don't, I think, I think he would probably laugh that off, but I don't know. Like, I don't know if I can do this with him. I don't know if I can go through Leo dating somebody again. Like, you know, I feel like I'm getting too old. Like I was watching Southern Charm and Whitney was like, I'm too old for this shit. I'm like, first off, you, you legitimately are too old for this shit, but I feel sometimes too old for this shit watching. I'm like, Leo, when are we going to settle down, man? You're like the movie star version of Shep. I, 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 don't, I don't understand this at all. Um, but but I guess my curiosity is, do dudes and women, do you guys still find him insanely hot and attractive? Like, now it's like we've moved on to younger folks like Timothy Chalamet. D- DiCaprio was the Chalamet of his day, except that DiCaprio even had bigger box office uh, numbers in terms of box office performance. But I, it's the same kind of when DiCaprio was in Titanic, and I know this is already starting off to be a weird start to the show. As always, he had that very androgynous look. Um, I read an article because I was like, why aren't girls attracted to me? And I read an article saying that um, girls 
are attracted to more androgynous looking guys where it's kind of like they have very feminine features as well as masculine features. And you look at me, I mean, this is just, this is all male. You know what I'm saying? You can't even confuse this. This is literally a mixture of like sloth from the Goonies and chunk actually from the Goonies as well. I'm a mixture of both of those, but that's, but that's what I hear is that girls like, they're always like, Oh my God, he's beautiful. Very androgynous. You know, Craig Conover, just to keep it in the Southern charm realm, when he was younger, I believe had a little bit of an androgynous look too. very soft features. Austin, you know, soft features, but more of like a doughboy, kind of like he, he reminds me like the Pillsbury doughboy. But like, you know, if if he had a body count in terms of like sleeping with women and then hurting their feelings, he did I do that? He um, so uh, Leo, man, that's that's crazy. Another thing, and this is going to be a big trigger warning for everybody out there. Um, I saw an article today that just turned my stomach and it, ju- it upset me so much. So I just want to warn you guys, especially if the kids are in the car, if you need a. Throw, I mean, just pull over and throw them out for a sec. This will only be a minute. Or you can get out of the car. I don't care which, but I don't think kids should be listening to this part of it. I saw this article, Bravo by Betches. Put this. Okay. Teresa Giudici says she and Louis Ruelas, or however you say her husband's name, had sex five times a day on their honeymoon. Quote, we're very sexual. Quote, I can't keep my tongue out of his mouth. He can't keep his tongue out of my mouth. Like, okay. I mean, legitimately, folks, I've, I, I mean, I don't want to brag or anything, but I've, I've kissed French before. Like, I've done the French kissing with the tongue thing. I've never press released it. Like, not even when I thought I've done it. Like, you know, because it's first, you don't, you're not good at it. Like, or at least, you know, I wasn't. And then you get in your 30s and you're like, okay, I'm getting better at the tongue kissing. But I've never, even the time, the one time I thought I killed it, I was never like, you know what? I should call the LA Times about this. This, they might need to know that I'm very confident. But can you imagine? Like, could you imagine if your parents went on their honeymoon and you happened to have already been born for some reason and then you saw them say we had sex five times a day it's like yo we already know you're on your honeymoon let us assume things like legitimately if this was a bravo show i would scare you would see six flashbacks of the five times that they tried to have sex and the sixth time where louis was like i can't get it up anymore Teresa. it's too much that's a horrible louis imitation but i remember seeing that article today and i was like where have i seen this before where this is so stuck in my head and then i remembered This was my favorite page six article from April 11th, 2022, the year of our Lord. Uh, Bronwyn Windenberg, girlfriend and I have, quote, spicy sex 10 times a day. Like, what are what are you thinking? By the way, my dog is here, Brooklyn. You might hear her little nails on the hardwood floor. And she's pretty embarrassed that I'm talking about sex stuff right now. But this was another article where it was like, cool. What else are you doing? (laughs) Like, awesome. Like, you know, it's like if somebody has an upset tummy, do we do a press release? Like you had sex 10 times a day. Like it's always the people with like six or seven kids. Like you're like, yeah, man, totally get it. That's good for you. Amazing. Amazing. I would never. And that's what that we need to. And I'm never for doxing or anything like that. But I would love to get Teresa's contact information. So every time I do have sexual intercourse. I just call and leave a message of like, Teresa, I'm I'm up to one today. I'm up. To, I just wanted you to know. I'll let if it if it goes further, I'll let you know. Just like you let us know. And Bronwyn, the same as. And by the way, Bronwyn, wash your hands, please. 
ten times a day, spicy sex. Oh God, it's too much. And I'm, not, you know, listen. Maybe I am a prude. Who knows? I don't. I mean, I don't think I am. But I think it's just the. It's not like sex should be kept in secret, you know, under covers or a sheet or anything like that. I think it's just the press releasing of this. Okay, in other weird um, sexual news, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, the trailer is supposed to premiere today on Wednesday at some point. I think it's going to premiere on E! News. Uh, That's what I am reading just a second ago. So we'll see, and we will be covering that. There's a rumor that I might be covering that just on the Patreon. So you guys go sign up for the Patreon. That is the rumor I'm hearing around town. I don't know if that's true, but please... If you, I'll let you know as soon as I know if that rumor is true or not. But I think it's going to be an insane season because Jen Shaw is already acting batshit crazy. Let me share a tweet with you today that really made me laugh. Um, I was like, "Oh, this is so good." Um, I, I actually, I actually retweeted you guys. I, I retweeted this tweet. I thought it was so funny. Um, this account, the account is Fix It Jesus says Real Housewives fans are like quote. Sis clocked in this season, heart emoji, laughing with the hand over the face emoji, end quote, and it's just a 50-year-old woman going to jail. Come on, that is hysterical. But that really is the Bravo fan base. We are such a weird, ungodly lot. Like, I mean, just we- like weird. Like, it'll literally be like... <laughs> This old lady built a lot of elderly people out of their retirement funds. Yes, you go, girl. This season is lit. <laughs> like, there's got to be, there's got to be a place where we draw the line. I keep saying this day in, day out. Uh, we are on now day 635 of Lisa Rinna acting like a complete kook online. Um, she is now trying to throw in rumors that she thinks Lisa Vanderpump is behind the bot attack. Now listen, Lisa. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm fine with Lisa, but I'm not like a big Lisa stan. I, I, I can control myself and how I feel about Lisa Vanderpump. But I do want to remind people, Lisa does have actually a bunch of working businesses, and not just like Rena Rose and Rena Lip Kits, where we get our makeup in from China and then we repackage it. Like, no matter if you hate Lisa or love Lisa, she's got a lot of businesses, and those things, you know, you hire people to help you out, but. I know Lisa's done some really shady shit in the past on Housewives, but I gotta tell you, she's not behind the bot attacks, Lisa Rinna. And if she is, I will eat a shoe. And it can be a shoe of your choosing. It can be it can like I will eat a shoe. Or like, listen, I already said this too, YouTubers. I, I think I, I'm almost halfway there, but if I can get to 5,000 subscribers, I will eat a raw onion. And you're like, Ryan, who cares? I like raw onions. But you you guys don't know me yet on YouTube. I hate raw onions. Raw onions legitimately give me the heebie-jeebies. It's not natural. That crunch isn't natural. It's literally giving you a signal with what it does to your eyes and the tears. I'm like, that's literally God's way of saying you shouldn't be involved in this. Love grilled onions, though. Isn't that weird? Love grilled onions. The just the thought turns my stomach. Sometimes the crunch of that, like if you like crunch, why don't you go for celery? Celery doesn't make you weep, right? Onions always makes you weep. So Lisa Rinna, uh, I'm sorry, I don't think Lisa Vanderpump is behind the bot attacks, uh, but whatever is happening, I hope you are getting the the help that you need. Um, okay, should we just get into it? Because I, I mean, I've got a lot 
to say about this episode because we ended last week's episode. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Can we do the, let me, let me do the theme really quick. Okay. Oh, and also if you like this show, five stars on Apple podcasts and Spotify, please. Like I said, join the Patreon. Also got a new podcast called what the kids are watching, which is a children's TV recap show with me and my co-host Natalie Poucher. I swear to God, it is funny. Check it out. And especially if you have kids, I think you will greatly appreciate it. And I think that's everything. I know I always ask so much for you guys, but thank you for always being so supportive. Okay, now I'm going to play the Southern Charm theme song. Mia Sable, wherever you are, that's the singer of that song. Just knocked it out of the park. That's what I imagine when they did that 80s song, We Are the World. They knew they had magic, I think. And I, I, I think it's the same thing as the Southern Charm theme song. It's it's literally like a virus. Like it starts where you're like, eh, I think it, it might be kind of annoying. And then you start, then you just fall in love with it. And then all you're doing all day long is like Bapa doing to yourself. And then when you hear it again, you're happy. Like, cause it's been in your head. But when you actually hear it, you're like, yes, the song that is going through my head 24 seven all the time, every day, nonstop. Like I am not sick of that song. Like there were times, like, there, like I got to be honest, I am sick of the Vanderpump Rules theme song, and I know that's sacrilegious, but I am. But that's okay. It's like I, do, doesn't affect my love of the show. But the song I'm over with. But the Bapa Do that the the Bapa Do the Southern Charm still love it. I mean, still it's so pure. It is such a pure song. You know what? In fact, and I know this sounds maybe a little crazy, but that's what this podcast is. Wouldn't you love? Just a whole album of covers of just that one song. Like you get like uh, Stevie Nicks to do a Bapa do. You get Celine Dion. Maybe you throw in like a Drake. Ver- Wouldn't Drake really kind of do an interesting version of that? Uh, maybe throw in a little kids bop version of that. Uh, Demi Lovato. Who knows? I mean, you really could get any musical artist and it's just all different interpretations of Bapa do Bapa DTT. I think it's great. By the way, these are kind of ideas where people are like, oh, he's so crazy. What a weirdo. Oh, it's so, oh, he thinks he's funny and all that stuff. But then if you really think about it, all good ideas. All good ideas. So this episode, you guys, is called Southern Charm, episode 10. We're only 10 episodes. Every time I say we're only this number of episodes in the season, it always feels like it's double that number. This episode title is called Walking on Eggshells. Now, Walking on Eggshells. We always derive meaning from these titles. Bravo knows what they're doing, or at least they want to act like they know what they're doing. So walking on eggshells, you know what? That's kind of, you know, that's when you're like, oh, I'm tiptoeing around somebody because I'm like, it's like a weird situation. So that could really, that could cover all, uh, every relationship in Southern Charm. So right there, it works. It checks that box. But walking on eggshells, then I was like, I remember last week in the preview they're doing like an egg toss and Shep calls Taylor a fucking idiot. And I'm like, maybe then it's all tied together walking on eggshells. So I got to say five star title this week, five. I think it works on all levels. I'm very happy for everybody involved in the creation of this title. Now this is the description. The cable company gives us tensions continue to rise on the group trip trip to Aldebras. Craig demands apologies. Olivia wrestles with her feelings for Austin. Whitney deals with the repercussions of breaking bro code. And an egg toss scrambles Shep and Taylor's relationship. There again, they did it with this, the egg toss scrambles Shep. Because of this, 
you know, scrambled eggs. How that's so funny in so many levels. Also, grow up. Everybody on this show needs to grow up. Olivia wrestles with her feelings for Austin. Of wrestling, Whitney deals with the repercussions of breaking bro code. You can't use the word repercussion. Re- repercussions and then use bro code in the same sentence it totally it, it cancels each other out it's completely dumb we always start these episodes with last time on southern charm and remember naomi is doing the voiceover and i gotta tell you naomi has finally worked like i finally feel like she has literally found her voice um and oh also i want to bring up real quick somebody had sent me somebody uh dm'd me this and somebody had tweeted a TikTok video of some girl saying, I hear everywhere that, sorry if you're listening and if you're the girl, that's not your actual voice. It's just, I don't, I'm not very good at imitation. So this girl was like, everybody's talking about Andy Cohen possibly retiring at BravoCon. And first off, and this is maybe just me being a narcissist, I literally just talked about that on Monday's episode. So I was like, oh my God, everybody's not talking about that. I'm just talking about that. How dare you when it's probably not me, but whatever. Anyways, not the point. Everybody's talking about Andy Cohen retiring at BravoCon. And this person had a theory that she thinks that is true and that they are going to announce that Craig Conover will be replacing Andy Cohen. Now, to that girl who made that TikTok video, congrats on creating something. Like, that's always, you always hats off. It's always better to do something rather than nothing, right? Also, it's a completely. Not, not that would never happen in a million years. Let me walk through why. And I've, I've said this before. First off, Craig Conover is a straight man. I don't think any. I don't think any straight man should ever uh, take over for Andy Cohen. I think this primarily should be a woman or a gay man. Uh, call me crazy. That's what I, I think. Craig Conover also. Just even think about the delivery. You know, people give Andy Cohen such a rough time, and I don't know why. I love him. I think he's such a great ringmaster, and he's so energetic and excited, like a good host should be. How does Craig Conover speak, you guys? So why is everybody's always Austin, you didn't say Austin, you're my best friend. Austin, 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 Megan Powell, you said, Chef, you said Megan Powell is a star. Come on. You go, hey, welcome to Watch What Happens Live. It's me, Craig Conover. Tonight, we're sitting with amazing guests from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. No, no. Also, too busy with the pillows, and he also has, if I'm not mistaken, a law firm. And I think he probably has two or three other businesses on top of that. Plus, he's trying to, like, build his dream home that Paige can move in. He, Guys, he's too busy planning his dream wedding to Paige before he would take over that spot. I think that would be the dumbest move. Because then I was trying to think of the pros of it. A lot of girls lust after Craig Conover. Craig Conover can be a guest for the rest of his life. Girls can still lust after him. You don't give him the keys to the kingdom. Unfortunately, I am calling Bravo the kingdom, which is just totally dumb on its own um, face. But no, Craig Conover, no. Like, I do legitimately think that Andy Cohen will retire sooner rather than later. I've been saying it for a year now, at least, because I just think you have to get... I mean, listen... I'm getting tired of talking about this stuff. I mean, it's like, it's exhausting sometimes. I mean, you talk to Danny or talk to the watch what happens. I mean, it's, it gets exhausting dealing with, I mean, I just don't think Craig Conover has it in him. I think Craig Conover has the desire to be super successful. And I think he is successful in a lot of ways, but I don't think that success would ever go into hosting. 
I just don't. Paige would be a better host than Craig Conover. Paige actually has more of hosting ability than Craig. And if you guys can't see that, you're not looking clearly enough. So I think where I could see Andy announcing a retirement, I also don't know if that would necessarily be at BravoCon because to me, that would be a bummer. Like, hey, everybody, we got you in a big room. Want to make a huge special announcement? I'm leaving. That would be so kind of a damper on the, you know, like do it on the first night and the rest of the weekend is like a funeral service. It's like a Viking funeral, which is taking the clubhouse and throwing it out to sea and burning it. So I wanted to talk about that rumor really quick. Um, So, yeah, previously on Southern Charm, Naomi says, and this is the only thing we get of poor Chubbs, Caleb, Kleb, whatever you want to call him, Catherine's ex. We only get this scene of them breaking up again in the preview at the beginning. He's like, well, I'm just going to leave. And she's like, yeah, I think you should. And Naomi's like, as Kat and Chubbs decided to leave each other for good, the rest of us got together for a weekend away. And then when he's like, this is all to bross everybody. And Whitney's welcoming him. He goes, this is a Frank Lloyd rat house. And then we had the money. He's got money. He's in magazines. And then Naomi's like, although the day started off on the right track and we see ATV and horses, nay, it wasn't long before things started to go off the rails, or should I say trails. And then we see uh, Olivia running into a tree with the horse. Then we cut to Naomi talking to Taylor and Olivia and Naomi's like, when Austin saw you with your date, he was pretty bombed and he went out with Sierra that night. And Olivia goes, what, what, wait, what, what, what? Her reaction is so weird on this. Like, like, like a cement brick hitter. And like, you could tell her mind was going in one direction. And then she finally heard what Naomi said, like two seconds later. And she's like, wait, what, what, what the fuck? Um, we cut to Craig and Austin and Austin being like, okay, so you don't care at all who Naomi makes out with. And Craig's like, no, what are you talking about? No, I don't want all. And Austin's like, then good because Whitney and Naomi made out. And Craig's like, what the fuck? And then we cut to Leva talking to Naomi going, oh my God, is this going to be a personal? Is this going to be a thing with Craig? And then we have a scene of Whitney saying, Craig, it's none of your business, Craig. We don't need to explain ourselves. We're grown adults. Naomi says, by the time we started for dinner and drinks over the bon, even a bonfire couldn't thaw the chill. And then we get somebody saying, well, we know how sensitive Craig is. And Craig's like, it's a dig. Yes, it is a dig what you're telling me. And when he's like, come on, Craig, you can't play no victim. You can't play a victim. And then something about Shep being like, Shep's like, jealous, 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 jealous of Craig. And then he falls over. He's like, what a fucking laughable what a, what a concept that is. Ba-ba-doo, ba-ba-dee-ee. Okay, so that's the opening, you guys. Already, I'm exhausted. We start with Shep falling back in that chair, and everybody's like, dinner is served. And Whitney's like, we are adjourning for dinner. And Taylor tells Shep, and this is an important moment because it comes back to haunt him later. Taylor goes to Shep, goes, Shep, I don't just apologize to Craig. And Shep's like, I'm fine with every single word I said. I would say the same thing again and again. And then Marcy, who's Shep's cousin, who's pregnant, for some reason, they've dragged her and her husband out there. But I feel like they're potentially ghosts because every time I see like, I don't, it's just weird. Like, it's it's like supernatural or none of it makes sense. I'm like, why have we, we've dragged out a fully pregnant lady here that's never had a relationship on this show before. And we just dragged them out to the middle of the woods. This husband barely even speaks. Don't even know what his deal is at all, except that I'm assuming he got her pregnant. I, that, 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 anyways. And, um, Marcy says, 
I don't know what to say, but wow. Olivia now is next to Austin, uh, we find out at the dinner settings. And Olivia's like, who wants to switch with me? I don't want to sit next to Austin. Olivia in a talking head says, I'm hella uncomfortable uncomfortable dealing with this bullshit of him and Madison. And now him and Sierra hung out. I mean, it's like define hanging out. And I was like, Olivia, let me help you out here. Define hanging out for Austin means he takes his his penis and his balls and he uses them on those girls. That's what hanging out literally means for Austin. Everybody is like shit-faced, but they're all like, ooh, really beautiful table. This is really nice. Shep has a pout scowl on his face. It reminds me of the same scowl uh, my sister had growing up when I'd beg her not to like... Like, I remember one year she got a Cabbage Patch doll for Christmas from my grandma, but it wasn't the right Cabbage Patch doll. And she started like having the same face that Shep had. And I was like, Kara, please don't. You're going to upset dad by like acting like such a brat. And she's like, I wanted that Cabbage Patch doll. Shep's face is just, I mean, just angry. And Craig says, he'll never get a pass from me. No, Shep will never get a pass from me. That's the thing. Like this, this whole one-upmanship of their friendship is so weird. Craig's like, I'll never, I'll never tell I'll never kiss Shep's ass. Like, I, whatever happened between them, like, it, it just, it's like, it feels like it's gone on for generations. You know what I'm saying? It feels like so intense and dark, like they went to war together. I'm like, you guys just grew up in Charleston. Whitney says, well, sit your ass down and shut up. We're going to have some amazing wine and soul food. And once Whitney said soul food, I was like, oh, no. And he's like, we have some friends here. Best soul food you have in your fucking life. Guys, we cannot wait to taste your food. And there's like a whole team of sh- like chefs and stuff like he's brought out. To, like, show the cooking staff, you know, and everyone's like, yeah, soul food. And um, Nigel, one of the cook people, was like, oh, thank you, thank you. And Whitney's like, yeah, bring it on out. And they're all hammered. I mean, they are shit-canned hammered. And we've all been there. It's probably like a Saturday night, right? Drinking all day. But these are just like now, when they get hammered, they're also rich on top of that because then you then you kind of just kind of become rich assholes. Um Whitney goes, Craig, we don't hate you, by the way. We don't hate you. And Levy's like, yeah, positive vibes, everybody. Thank you, Leva. And Whitney goes, don't be surly, Craig. Let's eat. And they all start dig- digging in. And Shep is taking food, and he's throwing it behind him. He's like, I hate cucumbers. No, thank you. And I don't like yellow mustard either. First off, what fucking dish has cucumbers and yellow mustard in it? And I was like, wait, wait. Is this like a cucumber yellow mustard dressing set? Like, it was legitimately, Shep had a, like, that's disgusting. But also, you don't throw food when all the servers are right there. And Craig's like, well, those are two of my favorite things. And I'm like, Craig, really? Cucumbers and mustard are you two of your favorite things? And Levin, a talking head's like, can we just stop having this fight? And Whitney's like, yeah, let's just eat, drink, and be merry. And Olivia's like, like your mom, Miss Patricia, says. And Whitney's like, who are you? And Craig to Austin is like, Hey buddy, come on. Hey, come over here. You want you want to go do a shot? And like wines being poured around the table. We're at the bar, the little bar that they set up. And Craig's like, "Can I get a small shot of tequila? Small shot." Like I always like when people do small shots or like uh, Tom Schwartz at like a half shot. Like they're, they're look how responsible I'm being. Just give me a tiny shot. Uh, I mean like thou, but just a, t- a tiny shot. Just a tiny shot. And um, <laughs> so Craig does that. Taylor is trying to talk to Shep again at the table. And Taylor's like, may I speak? And Shep's like, sure. It's always bad when somebody has to ask to speak. (laughs) And 
uh, Taylor goes, there's one point in your life where you doubted Craig and his pillows. <laughs> Listen, Craig is very, but every time you say pillows and success, it just makes me laugh. And his pillows. And he's obviously succeeding. Be happy for him. And Chip's like, it's not about that. It's not even about that. And Taylor's like, he thinks it is, though. Just go, just go over and go, hey, buddy, look, I care about you a lot. And I'm sorry that maybe once in my life I doubted you. Did you ever say sorry, Shep? That word specifically is such a powerful word, but you have to rise above your ego. And I'm telling you guys, think what you want about Taylor. That makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. And just because she talks quietly and doesn't say a lot, I mean, like, Shep's the loud one, but this makes so much damn sense, you guys. Shep, though, looks confused and upset and potentially a little constipated by that. He's like, oh, so he just drinks some more. Craig comes back to the table with Austin, and Marcy says, Shep should just apologize to Naomi, even if he did or didn't. Um... And, uh, wait, Shep, no, Shep should just apologize to Craig. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you guys. Marcy is talking to Naomi saying, Shep should just apologize to Craig, even if he did or didn't. And, and, uh, Naomi's like, thank you, Marcy, but Shep can't do it. And then Shep's like, fine, fine. Come here. He goes, come here, come here, Craig, come here. Two seconds. Come on. Give me two seconds, buddy. Hey, come here. Give me two seconds. He's being real loose. You know, okay, come on. Come do You all right, buddy? Oh, buddy. Sorry. My dog, she uh, has a little cough. Mm. Anyways, and she's probably sick of me talking about Southern Charm all damn day. Uh, Craig goes, hey, buddy, hey, hey, I'm really sorry. I'm dead serious. Look at me, buddy. For all that shit that I said, I'm sorry. And he goes, then he keeps going. He goes, hey, I'm also sorry for anything I said in the past. That All, all that, too. And Craig goes, you and I have to both acknowledge that we don't see eye to eye. We're very different people, and we have very different opinions on almost everything in life. And Shep's like, yeah. And Craig goes, but we both have to be okay with that. And Shep's like, Craig, Craig, I love you, Craig. Let's just have fun. And Craig goes, okay, I do love you. I love with these men, and I'm like this too. When it is like they, they fight big, but they also love big, you guys. It's always, I love, I love you. I love you. And Austin says, he's sitting next to Olivia, and he goes, hey, why didn't you... um?" why didn't you like talk to me until like literally today? We haven't talked in so long. And she's like, Oh, so we're like doing this conversation now. And Olivia goes, uh, uh, Taylor, do you want to go get a drink with me? I, and like kind of gets up from that conversation with Austin and Marcy's like, where's everyone going? Like literally that's what I was thinking too. I was like, they're all dinner served and everybody's just wandering around like in different formations, different groups, not even headed in the same direction. Like people are like, let's go look at these fireflies over here. And Austin to, uh, Craig goes, Hey, did Shep apologize to you? And Craig's like, yeah, he apologized, but the problem isn't with the person that you're coming at. And when people act out, they're doing weird things with themselves. And I'm like, Craig, what are you talking? Are you talking like Shep's diddling himself? What are you, what are you talking about? Craig, by the way, when he's doing this, is holding two forks, one in each hand. And he's making this stabbing notion motion on the table. And Naomi looks like she thinks Craig's an idiot. I always love the Naomi reaction shots, especially with Craig. Cause she'll be like, <laughs> what an idiot. Like you, you could just read her thoughts and Craig's like, it's because they're not fucking happy. And Austin says, you do it too, Craig. You act out too. And then we get a flashback to Whitney saying, 
you're not a fucking victim, Craig. You're not a fucking victim. And Austin says, you were acting out, Craig. You were doing crazy shit. And Craig's like, what? And he has, like, the forks in his hand. And people are, and Austin's like, can you put the knife down? And Benita's like, yeah, put the, put the silverware down right now. And at this point, Craig stabs both Vanita and Austin. And it's, it's a tragic episode. Really, it was, you could tell the camera people were shocked. Uh, just like a lot of screams. Uh, and just Craig, just maniacal. He's in a very chunky sweater. And he's just running around with these knives, just stabbing people all with, no. Um, <laughs> Craig goes, this is my problem with what you just said, Austin. You were saying, I was doing crazy shit. And Austin says, because you were lashing out irrationally at people. And Craig says, then why are you defending Shep? Because at the end of the day, I will always have your back, Austin. And he gets up from the table. And Craig goes, I thought we were good. Are we not good, Austin? And Austin goes, we're good. And Austin's like, is this first level delusion? In a talking head, Austin says, Craig is triggered and angry. I really will always regret when we've taught men the word triggered (laughs) myself included i use it way too much is triggered and angry that he is on a trip with his ex who is hooking up with whitney now and then he returns his anger towards me and you need to look in the mirror because you're an asshole number one they did say asshole number one and i was like do you guys remember when we couldn't cuss on basic cable do you remember when you couldn't say shit or asshole and now it's like I don't know. Are we better for it, you guys? I don't know. I don't know if I'm comfortable with hearing Austin say asshole on Bravo. <laughs> and Vanita goes, sit down. You tell Vanita just wants to eat. Um, and Craig's like, not if he's going to say I'm doing irrational stuff. Not if Austin's going to say that. And now Craig's playing with his napkin. Like, it's all crazy. Like, I'm not saying it's like he's drunk or says it's weird. He can't keep his hands still. And Austin says... I don't know why you're looking at her, why you're looking at Vanita like she has your back. Look at someone who knows you. And Whitney is right next to Austin. He's smiling like, I'm a producer on this show. It's going to be a good scene. And Austin goes, look at me. And Craig says, you lost me at dinner. Like, what the hell? You lost me at You you had me at hello, Austin. You lost me at dinner, Craig says. And Austin says, look at you. Look at you. I mean, look at you. And Craig goes, because I walk away from negative behavior because now he's gotten up from the table. And Austin's like, Craig, you're a crazy person. And then you guys, I shit you not, we get like a five-second shot of Craig looking insane. Like, it was like, you're a crazy person. And then the shot of Craig going, and the girls are all talking amongst themselves going, this was supposed to be a fun night. Like what the hell? I don't, I don't know. And Craig does, you know what any man nearing 40 should do say, okay, okay. Well, just for the record, we're not friends anymore. (laughs) I just talked to Charleston and they revoked our friendship papers. How about that? I did not pay the friendship tax. So this friendship is through. Vanita says, Craig, that is a lot to tell him. Come on. You, you you have a lot of going on right now. And Craig goes, oh, my God, these people are crazy. And Austin says, absolute prick. Craig walks off. And uh, he goes, there he goes. There he goes. I don't care at all, Austin says. And Olivia is looking at Austin like he's crazy. Like, okay. 
And Craig says, what is wrong with these people? Everybody's literally saying the same thing about each other, but not like they're not in the same scenes with each other, you know? But they're all like, you're crazy. That person's crazy. They're all crazy. Nobody's looking at their own behavior. They're all just huffing and puffing. Um, the food now gets brought out all of a sudden. <laughs> and Shep looks, now Shep's like, he was pouting a second ago, doesn't like cucumbers and mustard. Now he looks at the ser- server and he goes, I would love mac and cheese. Who doesn't want mac and cheese, my friend? Now he's all buddy-buddy with the server. Um, and uh, listen, I, I look, the food did look good. Craig now all of a sudden is back from when he ran off and pouted. And Craig goes, there's one person at this table that needs to apologize. He knows who it is. And there's just silence. And I, I got to tell you guys, legitimately, I didn't even know who the one person was. I was like, wait, who is it? Was it one of the server? Like who? Oh, oh. and it, it's obviously Austin, I guess. But I was like, wait, what? Like Craig literally fights like an eight-year-old. Like somebody's better apologize to me, or I'm going on a hunger strike. I'll never eat again, and then my death will be on your hands. And Austin goes, wow. And Olivia goes, wow. I think off of Austin's wow. And. It's just, Naomi goes, oh, my God, this food is incredible. Oh, my God, this food is incredible, you guys. Just like Whitney's dick. No, she didn't say that, but it is funny to think about that they potentially had sex. Whitney says, after this, we're going to go up to the rec center. It's going to be a lot of fun. I set it up for Craig because he's looking all despondent. Gladiators. That's what I kept thinking. I was like, oh, my God, wouldn't it be funny if the rec center literally was like an MMA fighting ring and we get Craig and Austin in there and he's like, come on, get it up. Rip his thorax out, Craig. Craig is just staring. He is just very upset. And Naomi says, stop being mean to him. Stop being mean to him. And Taylor says, all the girls say we can't. Can we stop the bull? All the girls are saying, can we stop the bullshit? And Taylor goes, Craig, no one hates you. And Craig says, well, if some people apologize, yeah. <laughs> Still with the apologies. He once again says, there's one person that needs to apologize to me. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. And if he does, he does. <laughs> like, do you guys real? Like, these are these are adult people. These people supposedly pay taxes. And Wendy goes, come on, have a drink. And Craig goes, there's only one person that I want to talk to. And I was like, wait. Shouldn't it be Paige? Like, that's the only, like, it's so weird. And Whitney says, well, you're being a little bit of a Debit Downer. And Craig says, classic projections, buddy. Do they do, do these guys even know what these words mean? Like, I feel like they just say words. Classic project. Like, they went to, like, some, like, Charleston 101 in therapy. And they're like, you're just projecting all over me, man. You didn't even wipe off your projections all over me, dude. Olivia goes, hey, just fix it, Austin, so we can enjoy the rest of the night. And Austin's like, whoa, 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 don't put that out on, don't put that on me. And Austin goes, you just screamed, Craig. You're a crazy person. Austin says, Olivia, are you taking Craig's side? Are you taking Craig's side right now? And Austin gets up. He's like, I'm going to walk back to my room. This is the same bullshit he did with Olivia, remember, at uh, at the Oyster Party a couple episodes ago when he was like, no girl that I'm dating will ever be friends with Madison. So now he's pissed that like he thinks Olivia is taking Craig's side here. It's like literally there's no – every side here is just dorky. Like, like there's dorks on the left, dorks on the right. There's no winning side here at all. Everybody's a loser. But Austin gets back up, goes to his room. Nobody goes after him. 
And uh, you just hear Austin going, oh, my goodness, I'm out of here. Um, so now we're at Aldebrost the next day. We're at the next day. We hear music. We hear birds chirping at 11.45 a.m. The leaf is leaf blower is blowing. Olivia's in bed. She's like, oh, my God, I slept in my makeup. Shep and Taylor wake up, wakes up. He cuddles her. She's like, I want to sleep longer. And he's like, get up. Craig is putting in eye drops, probably from a long night of drinking. Austin, we see in bed staring at the ceiling, and he puts his middle finger up. He's like, fuck you, Craig. Like, he literally legitimately says that to no one in the room. Olivia is in her PJs making coffee. We see Naomi brushing her teeth after she made out with Whitney all night, I bet. Whitney breath. We see Marcy and John. Marcy and John. They're there. Phone rings. Olivia is calling Leva. Leva picks up. And Olivia's like, oh, my God, Leva, you should see our cabin right now. It's like spring break. And I was like, wait a sec, isn't Leva there? We get a flashback to last night. Leva left early, you guys. Vanita left early, too. Leva in a talking head says, am I just going to sit here all night and listen to all of them fight over this shit? Or I can go home and cuddle with one of my Lamars, my little Lamar or my big Lamar, because, you know, her son or her husband. And so they fully left. Vanita and Leva, I mean, like, come on, guys. Like, I know it's bad, but, like, you you can't just leave. It is a job at a certain point. Like, I know it's, I know they're insane, and I know you don't really get anywhere trying to, like, talk with any of these people, Leva and Vanita, I'm talking to you directly, but you can't just leave. You got to clock in, you got to clock, you got to get a full day's work, you know? Crazy. Olivia says, well, I didn't even get to really talk with Austin last night. I didn't even get to talk to him about Sierra. And I was like, you can't have expectations with me when you're the one going home with an ex. I feel like I have now heard Olivia say this 8 billion times over the last couple of episodes. We see Austin walking into the kitchen for food. It looks great. Again, the food looks top notch. We see these bacon cheese potatoes. It's a full spread. Uh, Austin immediately pours himself a vodka and OJ and Whitney appears He's like, oh, you're, you're starting. You're, you're serving yourself early already. Leva is on the phone with Olivia going, Austin is such in an emo mood because no one followed him last night. And Olivia's like, it could be Jesus and I wouldn't follow him into the woods. But I was like, you just disappeared. And then you guys, we then Leva, we went to this magical rec room and we see a flashback, you guys. It really did look cool. It was like a bowling alley. And she's like, we bowled. And then we played some basketball and we see Chef has his like full basketball gear on. And they're playing drunk basketball, which looks fun. But at the same time, as I get older, I'm like my knees. And if I was drinking, I just don't think that would be a good combination. Olivia goes, oh, my God, it was so much fun. But um, but she goes, oh, my God, but Whitney and, Olivia, Whitney and Naomi kept disappearing. Naomi and Whitney kept disappearing. And then we get a flashback to Craig knocking on doors like, what's up? Where are you? And we hear Naomi saying through the wall going, Craig, you literally sound like a fucking crackhead right now. Craig has a big sword. I shit you got like an actual sword. He goes, I'm just like the guardian of this house. And I hope you find happiness. I will protect these gates. And I was like, oh, my God. Are you guys doing blow? Like, what is going on? What is allegedly going on here? It, you, when you pull out a sword... There's a fucking, this like Lord, like a dork Lord of the Rings here. We cut to Craig calling Paige and he's like, Hey, baby. She's like, How's it going? You can tell she's laying down in bed, even though we don't see her. And he goes, Oh my God, everyone knew that Whitney and Naomi have been hooking up. And Paige's like, What? And 
He's like, yeah, I guess they're like a thing now. I was like, so why are you guys keeping this a secret, though? So then I go back to the main house last night, and I found this antique sword. So obviously I picked it up. And Paige goes, Craig, oh, my God, you're crazy. (laughs) He goes, so I was banging on Whitney's door. And honestly, just to be like, what the fuck? Come party with your friends. And Naomi's voice comes out. and is like, Craig, go to fucking bed. Imagine imagine telling Paige this. And Paige goes, imagine talking to your ex-boyfriend while the guy that you're fucking is standing next to you, Paige says. And I'm like, oh, my God, Paige, you think that's crazy? Imagine your current boyfriend standing outside the door while they bone. Isn't that also equally? as weird Craig is like ah you get it babe Paige goes in what world is this normal I'm like Paige you tell me I don't know Whitney uh, now is talking to Austin in the breakfast nook area and we're they're watching Naomi walk in and Whitney goes her gait has an elegance and I was like oh my god you're so gross her gait like talk about her like a horse like don't they always talk about like a horse's gait and Austin's like her gait and Whitney's like, the way she walks. Uh, Naomi hugs Whitney, good morning, and Austin says, we were just commenting on your gate. And Naomi says, like, gate? Like a opening a gate? And Whitney's like, like the way you carry yourself when you walk. And Naomi goes, is it weird? And Austin says, uh, Naomi goes off to get food, and Austin says, Whitney, come here. And then Austin winks at Whitney, and Whitney's like, are you winking at me? And Austin says, what did you, uh, what'd you do all last night? He goes, well, we drove around the property, saw the moonlight, had a glass of wine, and we listened to some Kenny G. No, no, that's what it sounds It sounds like that's what it was like. And then we listened to Michael Bolton's greatest hits. Have you ever heard Soul Provider by Michael Bolton? I danced with her in the moonlight, Soul Provider. We get a flashback um, to them uh to whitney and naomi talking saying i heard craig interrogating austin about us and i know craig was pissed at me at dinner and naomi's like he just doesn't understand and when he goes i know i'm loyal to my friend but you're just a great shoulder to cry on and i thank you for that and naomi goes that's me just a shoulder to cry on and whitney goes a naked shoulder and literally, I would have vomited on that naked shoulder. That's a really, that's too visual for me. Like, gross, naked shoulder. Like, ooh, 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 ooh. It just does not feel right in any stretch of the imagination. But also, what did that mean, though? Shoulder to cry on. Like, what is that? Was like, Whitney, like, I want to tell you about some of my past loves that I've never been able to get over. Like, what did, what, what did that mean? I wanted more of that scene. Craig now comes in. And Whitney goes, good morning, Squire. And Craig's like, what are you, like a Russian mobster? Because Whitney's dressed in a tracksuit. And Austin says, what kind of sociopath acts normal the day after a psychotic break about Craig? Because Craig comes in like nothing ever happened. And Whitney goes, yeah, he knows it's wrong. He knows it's wrong. He doesn't even care. Um, we go to a new scene. Naomi says, did you have fun last night, Austin? And he goes, well, I had a good night's sleep. That's for sure. Because remember, he went and pouted in his room. And Naomi goes, did you guys talk it out? And he's like, no, not yet, in regards to Olivia. Craig goes, well, she wasn't happy with your behavior. And Austin says, Craig, I'm not happy with your behavior last night. And Craig goes, well, there's a lot of people that weren't happy with your behavior last night. And Craig goes, and Olivia was one of them. And Austin says, a lot of people weren't happy with my behavior, Craig. Okay, yeah, uh uh-huh, okay. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. 
As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Now is my favorite part of the show when I get to talk about our sponsors. We have two returning sponsors this week, and uh, I love them both. Our first one is our friends over at Splendid Spoon. You guys know how much I love Splendid Spoon. When the weather is warm, you you can't help but get out and explore. And it is so important to refresh and refuel after a long summer getaway. And Splendid Spoon can completely help with you with that. So whether you're planning for the big summer trip or recovering from one, it's important to give your body the fuel it needs to feel its best. With Splendid Spoon, you can enjoy a clean, delicious, stress-free meal in just minutes. Splendid Spoon takes the work out of eating healthy by delivering ready-to-eat, plant-based meals, smoothies, and juices right to your door. Um, they have sent me now products two times and I get excited every time because you get to actually pick your menu options. And the smoothies are delicious. The juices are awesome. And like they have like this kind of like energy shot. The meals you can, uh, delicious. There's like this cauliflower one. There's like a burrito bowl one. There's so many cool things to choose from. 
and it fits into your daily routine so easily. I just kind of work at my desk all day, so it is the easiest thing for me to go pop one of these in the microwave for a couple minutes, and you have a very healthy, delicious meal immediately. Um, and like I said, these smoothies are so, there was like a banana strawberry one that it, it tasted like a treat. I was like, oh my God, am I this? Am I cheating on my diet? And it's like, no, you can actually have this. This kind of food gives you energy. Your body processes it where it gives actual strength, better digestion, the whole thing. And also get this, Splendid Spoon meals are shipped right to your door. So you can enjoy just in minutes. All you have to do, like I always say, the big, the big thing, if you do not like taking packages from your front door and then putting it in your fridge, then you might not like it, but that is really as hard as it gets with that is just actually taking the box from your porch and then putting it to the fridge. Uh, Splendid Spoon fits into any schedule and there's a meal plan for everyone. Also, every single meal is 100% plant-based, gluten-free, and GMO-free. Enjoy delicious dishes like creamy mushroom and spinach noodles, coconut curry, which is awesome, and the cauliflower tikka soup, which I talked about earlier. You have over 50 choices that are constantly rotating on your menu, on their menu, so there's always new dishes to try. So stay well-fueled this summer with Splendid Spoon. Get started today and save an entire week on an entire week of ready-made plant-based meals. Just go to SplendidSpoon.com forward slash so bad for $50 off your first box when you subscribe. That's 50 whole dollars off at SplendidSpoon.com slash so bad. And I have to tell you, because I always think about this in pricing, and you know me, I'm kind of a little bit of a cheapskate, and I have been, um, I, I paid for a fitness trainer. And you got to start like, and, and it's been really worth it, even though I hate paying money for anything, but things like this, things that you actually make your life easier and make you healthier, these are worth spending for. I truly, truly believe that. So really try Splendid Spoon and you, hey, if you do, you better, you better use my product code. Come on, you guys. Uh, our second sponsor is our friends over at Dame. Um, I love Dame. I've talked about them many times. Last time I told you about a, uh, a product called the e Eva, which was a couple's product. Today I'm going to talk to you about uh, their other product, AIR, A-E-R. So here's the deal. Having a pleasure practice is good for you. It can improve the quality of your sleep. It can help you de-stress, relieve pain, even give you that lit from within glow as you go about your day. But most importantly, exploring your pleasure on your own helps you get in touch with yourself and learn more about what you like. That's right, it, it leads to better sex. So check out AIR, the suction vibrator from Dame Products. AIR is a powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. Dame's AIR creates thrilling pulses of air and a soft seal around your clitoris so you can go all the way right away. Not only is it perfect for beginners, it's also waterproof and features five intensities and five vibration patterns so you can explore what works for you. And the best part, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. I'm telling you guys, this is not, nothing to be ashamed of. This is something that we can talk about. We're all adults here, but I think learning to be able to please yourself is so integral. It's, it's really imperative. Anything that can actually uh, give you pleasure, 
The whole point is to have a better quality of life for yourself. And with a company like Dame, which is female run, uh, go check out their website. There are so many cool products on there. There is bound to be something that you will enjoy. Um, so try any of these products or any of the other toys from Dame Products by going to dameproducts.com and use code SOBAD today for 15% off site-wide. That's code SOBAD to take 15% off your first order at dameproducts.com. Um, yeah, Go try it out, you guys. Like I said, it is hassle-free. Check it out for yourself. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Um, and Craig goes, that, there's a reason why no one chased you after you left. <laughs> like, what? Like, listen, I don't want ever, like, like, I think gay jokes are completely dumb, but there is a deep love here. Like, I'm not even like, it's not like there is a deep, like, it's like the will they, won't they, it's like, it's almost even too much for me to handle. Like, like lo love lift us up where we belong. Like, I don't, you know, at this point, it's like, it is weird. It's like, what are you got? Why, what is going on here? Like, did I miss a whole season where you guys fiddled with each other? And like, I, I think that's beautiful if you did like, but it just, it's, it, it's like, what, what? The dialogue here is just they don't they don't care this much about the women in their lives. Shep and Taylor come in at this point and Craig says, Austin, there's no one here that will side with you over me. And Austin says, All that you do, all that you do is keep on going and being an asshole. Austin goes, Unbelievable. Olivia says, Of course, I just came in. I should have known the lovers quarrel with Craig would be going. Ugh, didn't know this was gonna continue to be a thing. Austin says to Craig, you're a crazy person. And Craig goes, God, I hate him. And Olivia says, of course you're fighting. Whitney in a German accent goes, let's do the American pedestrian games. Let us do the egg toss. You guys, I shit you not. I don't know why he did it in a German accent. They go outside to start this egg toss. Shep is in a good mood. He's on the hammock and he's like, Craig, Craig, get in the hammock with me. The water's warm in the hammock. Get in, get in. And Craig says, and then Craig gets in the hammock, and Austin's like, Craig, don't get out of the hammock. Don't get out of there. God damn it. And Craig gets out and spills beer all over himself. And Shep's like, ha, ha, you spilled beer all over yourself. And Whitney says, I'm too old for this shit. And, like, Whitney, I was like, like I said at the beginning of this recap, you are too old. You are in your late 50s, Whitney, and it is not. I know you're the producer of this show, but it is, it is weird. It's, it's weird. Shep asks uh, to Olivia, are you still, are you still mad at Austin? And Austin is right next to him when he's saying this. And she's like, yeah, yeah. And Austin's like, yeah, why are you upset at me? In a talking head, Olivia goes, you're just going to play naked twister with your ex and you're going to be 
try to be mad at me? And Shep says, okay, we need a lot of space for this egg toss, okay? And Craig says, how much space do you need to toss eggs? And Shep says, they call me old egg toss. And I'm like, that's a stupid name to call anybody. Whitney, of course, won't play egg toss because of probably his knees. And uh, he's on his phone fiddling around. And Craig says, come on, buddy, please toss an egg with me. But Whitney won't do it. He is uneggable. Craig and Shep are challenging each other to... No, I'm sorry. Shep and Austin are challenging each other as men do to throw an egg at a tree. And, uh, and so Austin's like, yeah. And then Shep hits the tree with an egg. And I got to tell you... It's pure joy. Like, this is like, this is very men right here, where it's like, dare people to do stupid shit. Like, my buddy Andrew, we used to dare him to like drink a bottle of Tabasco sauce, and we'd watch him do it. And I swear to God, I'd, I'd never been happier in my life. Or one time I won at Flip the Cup, the, the, the Flip the Cup beer uh, pong kind of thing. And my team won once, and I was the last guy, and it was up to me. And I drank the beer, and I flipped the cup, and I got it on the first try. There's a picture of me from that night that my buddy Dusty has. I was happiest I've ever been in my life. Happiest I've ever. So this is what this kind of shit is, is toss the egg, toss the egg, and he gets it. And it's like pure joy. And you don't, you don't see this joy with Shep with Taylor. You know, he gets the joy from throwing eggs at trees. Um, so uh, Austin's like, that was money. That was money. That's another. I love when guys are like, that's the money shot, man. Austin says, okay, with the egg toss, though, everybody have soft ha- soft hands, just like in Muddy Duck, soft hands. Taylor and Craig are playing. They're all throwing eggs. I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, I'm not into egg tossing. It feels a little bit like Randall Emmett with pickleball for me. Um, they're all throwing eggs willy-nilly. Um, egg bre- the, the, Eggs breaking. People are getting eliminated. And then an egg gets thrown, and it gets dropped on the ground, and then Taylor steps on the egg. And Shep's like, it didn't break, you fucking idiot. Like, really insane. Like, I mean, like, it's insane on so many levels. I mean, one being, it's it's egg toss. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's you're tossing an egg. Like, why are you calling anybody a fucking idiot? And Olivia's like, Shep, don't call her a fucking idiot. And Shep's like, you stepped on my egg. And Taylor's like, yeah, it fell. And Shep goes, unbelievable. Fuck unbelievable he goes this is great this is great and i was like are we is there like is somebody betting their life on the egg toss olivia says don't call her an idiot shep and everybody's like yeah don't call your girlfriend an idiot and shep's like i'll do it again if i want and then he goes i should have said something worse i should have said something worse than fucking idiot i'll say whatever i want and naomi goes no she's also your girlfriend you all right buddy so uh basically uh, Shep is like, she's my girl. I'll call her whatever I want. And Austin says, it's sad to say that I've I've seen Shep be rude to Taylor before in a talking head. Taylor and Naomi go inside and Austin continues with his talking head, goes, I've seen it a few times. And, uh, and then Shep, we cut to Shep going, incidentally, Naomi had a great catch. And uh, Austin goes, it doesn't sit well, and it shouldn't sit well with Taylor either. Well, Austin, why don't you say something in the moment to your friend when he does this shit? Naomi says, listen, Taylor, he can't talk to you like that. That's insane. And then Shep outside goes, the wussification of America continues. The wussification. Shep, first off, she's a girl. Second off, you're playing a fucking egg toss. If we want to talk about wussification, let's start at egg toss. 
And Naomi goes, shut up, Shep. In a new scene, Craig goes, I've never seen him talk to Taylor like this. I've seen him talk to other people. But not, this is bad. This is bad. Marcy, who's there, says, Shep's always been like this since he's a little kid. You know, he always had tantrums. And, you know, he would even cuss his mom out. Like, this is effing ridiculous. I'm not effing going. But he knows better. He was raised better. His parents are good people. He's just a wild one to tame. You guys, listen, I like Shep, but Shep is not some fucking bunking bronco. Like, Shep's not a horse. Shep's a human being. He's a person. He's a man. Like, he's not, like, tame a wild horse. Are you out of your mind? Tame a wild horse. Give me a break. Naomi tells Taylor, you're used to being yelled at, I can tell. And Taylor's like, she's like, yeah, it happens often. I just don't even, I don't know. And uh, Naomi's like, Like, he said you're lucky he didn't say something worse. That is abuse. And she goes, yeah, I didn't even hear it because I'm just so accustomed to it. Whitney comes in. He's like, well, I'm sorry. He's a a feral. He's a feral animal. He's a feral creature. And he says stupid shit. It's it's not becoming. You know, he's a feral. Can somebody talk like a human here? Naomi says, well, off Whitney, what Whitney said, if he cared about you, he would say that. And... Taylor's like, I'm not trying to fix him. I'm not trying to be a fixer, but I do care a, I care about him a whole hell of a lot and about the person. But I'm exhausted. And man was like, how much can you take? And uh, Shep is outside pouting. He's like, I'm sick of everyone. I'm sick of everyone. And then we cut back to Naomi uh, with Taylor. And Taylor's like, how much can I take before I absolutely break? Shep goes, she came in and she stomped my egg. And Marcy goes, Shep, don't say anything. And Shep goes, I'd say that same thing to my mom. And we just heard Marcy say he'd cuss out his mom. So I guess, yeah. Marcy says, sorry you're heated in the moment. Say you're sorry. You were just heated in the moment. Shep's like, no, I'm never saying it. You know, if she dated Craig, he would say sorry all day long. Good morning. How you feeling? I'm sorry. How you feeling? I'm sorry. She should say I'm sorry to me. And Whitney comes out, he was like, as your your counselor, as your attorney, go talk to Taylor. She's in the kitchen. She's upset. And by the way, that I advise you as your counselor, your attorney, that I believe is a fear and loathing in Las Vegas, the Hunter S. Thompson book. You know, that I think that's a reference to that because it would be like, as your attorney, I recommend you take a bunch of acid. It was a joke that got played around with a lot of frat boys back in the day. Anyways, we cut to Naomi. Um... Uh, talking to Taylor, and Shep's like, Naomi's making her upset. Shep goes, everybody sucks. And Whitney says, just trust me, man. Just go talk to her. Come on. In a talking head, Shep goes, I talk to Taylor like one of my family. I mean, like, my dad, he would come home from work, and we would roast him. We would needle him. I'm sorry. That's just how I was raised. And I got to tell you, Shep, I know you think you're making sense, but now I really need to do a wellness check on your dad. Like, you're like, we just fucking destroyed that old man every time he came home from work. We, like, literally, I was just like, oh, my God, maybe your dad is, like, holding some feelings about you inside, too. Shep's saying, oh, it's never her fault ever. Couldn't possibly be Taylor's fault. And Craig says, now we're with Craig and Austin. Craig goes, are we doing it again? And Austin's like, doing what? Acting like nothing happened between us. And Austin goes, that's the Craig special. And uh, Austin goes, I don't have any problems with you. And Craig's like, you could have fooled me. And Craig goes, last night I was upset at you, Austin. Because why were you defending Shep? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? 
the guy who's supposed to be my best friend and that, that, you know, the feeling of you not having my back, I would do anything for you, Austin. And Austin says, best friends are people who are supposed to tell you when you're doing something stupid. And Craig goes, yeah, well, maybe the timing was off. I received it as an attack when, you know, maybe you could have just said you shouldn't act this way. And Austin goes, well, I guess I could have said that. And I shit you not because I have the subtitles on. It says sentimental music. And they do like, they're like, and Craig has two beers with him. And he goes, so look, Craig opens a beer. I do love you. I don't like having to battle you. Like I love it. Like he fucking holds one sword and he's like, I don't like having to battle you. I hated waking up and thinking you weren't going to go to breakfast with me. And I don't like waking up mad at each other. And yeah, I shouldn't say some of this stuff to you because it's not how I feel. We're basically saying stuff to hurt each other and it's not how we feel. Guys, if you, like, come on, Paige, if you're, if you're watching, come on, Paige, what are you, come on, it's weird. And a talking head. Craig goes, I need to truly accept that when I'm drunk, I don't blow up for all the things that piss me off. Austin says, I do have your back, man. If you think I don't, you're wrong. And Craig goes, look, look, hey, can we hug? Can we hug? And Austin's like, uh, and Craig's like, you don't want to hug me? And Austin goes, okay, let's, let's hug. And Austin goes, I can't keep on doing this cycle with us. Which is very interesting because it's a very similar cycle to Taylor and Shep, if you think about it. And Craig's like, yeah, let's work on <laughs> Let's work on it. I have expected him to go, let's work on it, baby. Don't, hey, don't cry, baby. Austin says, I'm never going to apologize to Craig for shit in a talking head. Austin and Craig at this point walk to the tennis court. And, uh, you know, Craig's like, why did Shep just storm out of here? And Whitney goes, I'll suggest that he go talk to Taylor. And she seemed a little bit upset. And Marcy says... You know, I said apologize, and he goes, I'll never apologize. And Craig goes, I dated someone like that once, and now Whitney's dating her. And they all laugh because it's fun to make fun of women when they're not there. Uh, Olivia laughs. Marcy laughs. It's wild. I still think it's wild that Vanita and Leva totally left. We cut to Naomi with Taylor saying, I'll literally fight him if you want me to. Shep walks in, sees Taylor crying, get you know, crying, and Taylor gets up, walking out the door, and Shep goes... Okay, Naomi, go ahead, lay it on me. And she goes, okay, what attitude is that? You know, she she's crying because of how you treated her. And she goes, look, I am not Mr. Saying Everything Right all the time. And if that's the problem, then, you know, look elsewhere. Like, I love that. It's like, I'm not basic. Treat you with human decency. And if you're into human decency, then I guess you can just look for somebody with human decency because it's not going to be this guy. And then Shep goes, I'm sure there's a guy like a fucking, like a boring accountant who worships the ground you walk on. And it's like, go get him. Go get him. Like, literally, that sounds not like an accountant. That sounds like a stable job. Like the boring thing. There's so much TV on these days. You don't need somebody exciting. Worship the ground you want. Like, yeah, Taylor, that sounds like great. I love that shit. This shit is actually coming out of Shep's mouth. Naomi says, will you hurt somebody even if, you know, it's not what you think. You need to apologize. Acknowledge it. It's not a weakness. It's a strength, Shep. And Shep goes, fine, I'll change who I am. And Naomi goes, it's, that's not what I said. And Shep goes, I mean what I say. I say what I mean. And we cut to Taylor walking and crying. She calls Craig. It's like, hey, where are you guys? And she's like, oh, where are the tennis courts? We'll meet you back at the place. And she's like, I'm going to pack up my things and leave. And Craig's like, no, me and Marcy are going to come talk to you. And Taylor's like, who is Marcy? Who is she? I don't know who that is. Is that a character on the show? No. Um, 
And Craig goes, we got to go. She's crying. He's like, oh my God, I didn't know she was that upset. And Craig says, it didn't go well inside clearly. Okay, let's go talk to her. Shep back in this scene, he goes, I don't care about trivial bullshit. You know, I just want to shoot hoops, eggs, laugh. And then Naomi goes, okay, well then let's go do that because nothing is happening here. You don't need to talk to her today. And Chef goes, well, that's not going to happen because I'm dating her because I'm in love with her. So you'll see. And she goes, okay, but talk about this. And Chef goes, thank you for your great advice, Naomi. And Naomi says, Shep is out of his mind to Craig and Marcy outside. And Marcy says, Taylor is a strong girl. So if this made her break, that is bad. And then Craig pulls Shep aside, goes, hey, she asked us to come talk to her. And then we see Austin pulling Olivia aside and he's trying to be cute. He's like, swim on over here. And Austin goes, you've been away for like a week now. Like, what's going on over there? Now we cut back to Marcy seeing Taylor crying. Uh, we cut back to Olivia to Austin going, hey, you think they're upset because the, do you think I started the throwing the egg thing? And Austin's like, yeah, you definitely started the problem. Wink. Olivia brings up, he's like, oh, my God, out here, it's like the notebook. It's just not romantic as they sit by the lake. They sit down and she goes, honestly, I haven't even talked to you, Austin, since the dog wedding. Like, how do you keep a straight face when you say dog wedding in a sentence? And Austin's like, yeah. And she goes, I got word from Lev and Naomi, you were unhappy with my date situation, my blind date situation. And Austin's like, ah, I was just really bummed. And I know it's my fault. I was like, hey, like, have fun and like, take it slow. And of course you did like everything that I said to do, but it's like a product of my own indecision, but I don't want to be with anyone else. I want to date you. And she goes, Oh really? Well, what did you do that night? And Austin goes, what did I do? You could tell he said, what did I do? Cause he was like, Oh shit. Should I lie or tell the truth? He's trying to put it. Uh. And he goes, normally what happens to Livy and I, you know, normally what would happen on a night like that is that like me and you, we would go out with a bunch of friends but we couldn't do that because of your blind date. And she goes, so did you go out with other friends? And he goes, yeah, I did. With Sierra. And she cocks her head. And he stammers. He's like, uh, 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 okay. And she goes, what'd y'all, did you go home with her? And he goes, it was a great time to reconnect. <laughs> it was a great time. Sounds like a hallmark. If you're looking to reconnect this fall, go to Austin's house. He said the fact, you know, we hadn't spoken and everything. And Olivia goes, you're so full of shit. And he goes, no, it makes no sense that you're like, no, no, what did, like, he's just stammering. He's talking out of his house. And she goes, how are you so bothered by my blind date setup when you yourself are going out with someone you had a past with? And he goes, Olivia, does it actually bother you? And there's like a pause. And she goes, I just wish you could have told me. I'm like, Olivia, it should actually fucking bother you. And he goes, okay, well, Olivia, I've been thinking about you. I really like you a lot. And I'd like to put my penis inside of, no, he goes, I don't want to date you. And I was like, wait, what? Like, how did we get like, and he goes, I don't want you seeing people either. I genuinely care about you. Let's just communicate and be honest and go from there. And I was like, wow, look at Austin wins again. Charmed life. And, uh, she goes, yeah, because if you came up to the party when I was on the blind date and told me all of this, this could have been avoided, but let's just talk about it with each other. And he goes, I agree, Olivia. And she goes, yeah. And he goes, yeah. And then he smiles. We cut to Shep opening the door. And he's like, can I talk to Taylor, please? Can I talk to Taylor, please? And Craig says, no, come here. She no, Shep, come here. Come on, Shep, let me talk to you. You met the one girl who loves you for who you are, right? And Shep's like, right. She doesn't ask you to change. 
you know, you always tell her, this is who I am. And he goes, yes, and I appreciate her and love her for it. And Craig goes, but being considerate and kind and nice, that's the bare minimum. She's not asking you to change. Whatever happened to you upset her. So say, hey, baby, I didn't mean to upset you. Craig goes, this is what we dealt with, right? I do want to point out, this is the exact conversation they had at the beginning, but it was Taylor telling Shep to apologize, and now Craig is telling Shep to apologize. The common thing there is Shep. He says, yeah, I treat relationships the same I do with women and men. So, like, I can be aggro with men, and I'm aggro with women, too. And Craig goes, so you have a choice to make. If you do love her, and I know you do, say I love you, and I'm sorry. It's just a choice you had to make. You know... It's not about changing who you are. And Shep says, okay, I'll apologize because I'm in love with her. And Craig goes, that's fair. And Craig goes, life's about choices. And Shep says, Craig, you're the only one qualified to talk to me about Taylor in this group. And Craig says, sometimes you have to do things when you're in love. Like, what do you mean do things? Like, when you fuck up, you have to apologize? Like, you're not like, like it's not like this is fake. You actually fucked up. And they, Shep goes, can we talk, baby? Please, please, please. Taylor, can we talk, please? I'm begging you. And she's like, I really don't know. And he's like, I'm begging you. And she goes, all right. Marcy and Naomi leave. And uh, Taylor goes, this really sucks. This really sucks. And they're sitting on the bed. She sighs deeply. We cut to Craig going, I hate packing. Bring my battery charger with you, Austin. I love you. And then Austin goes, you're such a disease. He's like, you call me a disease? Like, it's all flirty. Marcy and her husband are doing something. Anyways, and we cut back to Taylor crying. And Austin goes, he goes, I don't want us to be the couple that everyone's like, are you okay? Like, I think we're okay, I think, right? And he goes, you know I'm sorry, and you know I love you. I, I love you, baby, but you know I'm not perfect. You know I'm difficult to be with. Yeah, and I'm stubborn and opinionated, and yeah, I'm loud, and yeah, I've got loads of hair on my ass area, and yes, I, I smell, and I like shit in weird places, and I don't flush the toilet. I cuss out my mom sometimes. Yes, I steal from places when I'm drunk. I've talked weird about homeless people. All of these things, yes. He didn't say half of those things, but you could picture him saying that. And then he goes, but hey, all, I really, really appreciate you dealing with it. And I'm a better person when I'm with you. And I know that. I'm not a fool. But if I'm not good enough, okay. I'll be sad and brokenhearted about it. But I, I understand. Because I know you know how much of a fucking idiot I am. Like, you, you could, this is like a Jerry Maguire monologue. And she goes, okay. And he goes, today, like, I didn't even, she goes, today, I didn't even hear you call me a fucking idiot. I'm like, yeah, whenever. And Olivia said, like, don't let him talk to you like that. And you said I would call her something worse. And I was like, wow, in front of all our friends, angry, that inner being comes out. And I don't know what it is to do, but it scares me. And I love you so much. You're my fam My family loves you, but I'm exhausted. And sometimes I don't want to quit on you. And I, I, I don't know if you're totally lost human being. I just, I don't. And he goes, it's just a course correct, babe. That's why, you know, I need someone like you. I want to see you happy, Taylor. I want to make you happy. I, I want plans for our future, all that stuff. What do you want me to do? I'll do whatever you want. Commit to me. No, I can't do that, babe. No way. That's too much. No, he goes, I'll do whatever you want, okay? It's not easy. I know that. I know that. And 
She goes, the one thing I want you to do is put your ego aside and be kind to people. And he goes, that's completely fair. Uh, you know, every now and then I'm a jerk and I'll work it better and I never want to be a jerk to you. In a talking head, Shep goes, I hate seeing Taylor upset, but I reacted in one of the worst ways possible. And when she tells me how she feels, even though it might not be good, I respect the hell out of that. And then he goes, I'm sorry you were upset, Taylor. I don't want you to be upset. I want you to be happy. And there we go. Next time on Southern Charm. And Austin's having a friends giving you guys. And then I guess Miss Patricia finds out that Whitney and Naomi are boning. And she's like, what? I do declare. And then Paige gets into a fight with Naomi. He's like, oh, my God. She's talking to my boyfriend. She's still in love with him. Paige's like, bitch, you get over here. And then they have a talk. So it's going to be another exciting episode of Southern. I really, I mean... Southern Charm is such a weird show, but it's a weirdly, it's totally, it's fun to watch. I don't know. It's like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I think it's fun to watch. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for being here today. Again, I'll talk to you on Thursday. And thank you all the YouTubers if you're watching here. I really appreciate that as well. Tell your friends, subscribe, all of that good stuff. And I will talk to you on Thursday. Bye. Betches.